Welcome to Dinner in the Bible. Hello. Hello. Leftovers. Leftovers. Taco meat. Leftover grilled steak. Leftover what? General Tso's chicken. Hot dogs. Bratwurst. Hamburger. All like a smorgasbord. Sunday. For you. For all of us. Yeah, like how guys get to go back and do chores again. You guys didn't do any chores today, hardly. It's Sunday. We did build a shelf though. Yeah, we did build it. And I did. I deserve a break. And I did math, and I'm halfway through unit six. Sundays are for Yeah, but you like doing math. Yes. That's why I didn't make them do chores, really. Thank you. I spent like half an hour on that one reel, and I can't find it. I posted what it. What reel? Uh, Forever Young, because Remy was like, why are you always playing that Forever Young song? But I found pictures of old pictures and new pictures. So your baby pictures, and then I had you grow. Uh, Ati Joy, uh, my, sis- my siblings, mom. But all that worked for nothing. What happened? It's got to be in the drafts. I don't know. Did your phone crash? Did you press real? On Instagram, you press real? Oh, there's an Instagram. <laughs> Beats me. Well, Facebook. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're on Facebook. Facebook's, Facebook's yeah, Facebook is Facebook. Instagram. All right. June 11th, Sunday, 2023. Reading one. Deuteronomy. Uh-oh. Ah! Deuteronomy 8. I'm about to get flayed alive, guys. Do or die, Deuteronomy. I'm about to die. Moses said to the people, Remember how for 40 years now the Lord your God has directed all your journeying in the desert so as to test you by affliction? No kidding. Oh boy. It's a small desert, man. 40 years. Even a blind man could go through America in 40 years. And then, um, and find out whether or not it was your intention to keep his commandments. He therefore let you be afflicted with hunger. And then fed you with manna, a food unknown to you and your fathers. It was good at first. What do you think it was? What do you <laughs> hey, think they read this, uh, they read this to me. Pollen bread. What do you think it was made of? Pollen. Made out of the dew. Bop. In the morning. And yeah, but if there's grass, then isn't it supposed to be fertile? Pollen. Who knows where the pollen is? Mom came. said dew, and I'm like, oh. Dew, but, like water on the plants yeah, but, of the grass. Yeah, that's, that's what that's, helps that's, it mix together. It's basically like a, dough. a dough. Yeah, but like. Then they baked it. If there was that plant life too, were they really in a desert? Eh, never yeah, mind. There's plants in the a desert. Winds. I know there's plants no, in a desert. The, the winds can carry. Like at the oasis, that the oasis is. Oasis. The winds can carry. It doesn't even have to be the oasis. From you know, my God is powerful enough to bring stinking Canadian pollution to my side of the world. <laughs> so why why couldn't he bring? Blank Canada. Why couldn't he bring? Yeah, pollen to 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 where Moses was. Yeah. Think about it, man. That's, that, that's why the air quality is so bad. I'm just saying. Hey, Canada. I had a patient yesterday that was in the hospital because of it. Oh, my He's God. 90 years old. He was outside doing a marathon with his 84-year-old lady friend. Everybody say it with me. Global warming is real. Oh, it's not just to your point. Where does the pollen come from? Anywhere. Because God can do that. Yeah. Just like the, the stinking fire in Canada is affecting all the way down to Boston. 
So my they became ungrateful for the manna. My friend in California is like, ah! well, I'm not done yet because Ian had a question and I just answered it. And the quail. In order to show that not by bread alone does one live, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of the Lord. That's why we don't like you saying, be damn it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that is, that's just not right. In do this not, house. Do not forget. Why'd you put the steak back? Hmm? Why'd you put the steak back? Too bloody? You fool. It's bloody? Blood. It doesn't look bloody. That's another one. I have two. Do not forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. And they did. (laughs) Golden bowl. No no adults kind of made it. But anyways, who guided you through the vast and terrible desert with its serpents and scorpions, its parched and waterless ground, who brought forth water for you from from the flinty rock, Man. Flinty. It probably was like mineral water. Wait, wasn't that when Moses struck yeah, the rock? twice. And the second time, his punishment was death. <laughs> so a, little severe. a little severe. <laughs> that, was the, that was the death penalty. Was He had no patience. God in the Old Testament. Good God. He brought forth water from the flinty rock and fed you in the desert with manna and a food unknown to your fathers. All right, reading two. Psalms about praising God. Almost up. Oh, nice. First Corinthians ten. Brothers and sisters, get out. (laughs) The cup of blessing that we bless is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because the loaf of bread is one. We, though many, are one body, for all, for we all partake of the one loaf. There's a song in my church about that. That's an oh. interesting. Oh. Dang it! I wish you could join the play. That's me being bad. Yeah, but it says yeah. bread, right? Because well, in this translation, it then says loaf. But you imagine that song being one loaf. <laughs> Oh, one body. No, okay, here's me singing like my classmate, and I'm pretty sure that you'll know who it is, Mom. <laughs> one, <laughs> one party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty my sure ears. you know who that is. Yeah, that's not name names. That's not name names. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. <laughs> but the the fact that this is the first time I read the the Catholic Bible translated to loaf. You know why I'm a couch potato? Because I take communion every day or every Sunday. And Petition to rename. A loaf. Petition to rename uh, communions to Jesus. No man. Jesus. He doesn't have cheese. Yeah, well, jeez, it has Jesus in it, and since it looks like it has like a kind of a crunchy texture of a of a cheese, it. Jesus, the Jesus, the Jesus of Christ. Amen. I'm going to hell. You are going. That's gospel. John six. Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, "I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever." This was a little easy. And there it is. Unless you're not listening, right, Remy? Oh, I'm listening. All right. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. That was an easy one this week. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. 
Even I'm alone. Do we even need a? I'm, I'm not even listening. I can see. I can. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, "How can this man give us his flesh to eat?" Ew! Stupid. Jesus said to them, "Amen, amen. I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him out on the last day. For my flesh is true food." And my blood is true drink. Oh, that's also a communion song. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. I'm reading a Dracula book, so that's interesting. Oh. Um, just as the living Father sent me and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Now, what did I say about the Bible last time we spoke? It's a parable. One big parable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people take it too seriously. No, 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 no. But but what about the... Uh, I have a devil's advocate that I actually kind of believe in. His name is Ian? Yes. <laughs> what up? What up? Okay, so basically... Uh, the communion is supposed to be efficacious. Basically, it is literally the blood and the body of Christ. Christ is present in it. Yeah, that's what Catholics believe. Yeah, unlike the Protestants, most of the Protestants anyway, except for the Lutherans. I believe the Lutherans also believe that Jesus is present there. Um, yeah, it's literally in there. Kids your use the word efficacious. Nerds. (laughs) Only you, Ian. Yes, I'm not going to go against the school that you go to. Oh, I learned But I think God's given me enough of a grace with what I've gone through with cults and stuff that I don't think he's going to keep me from heaven just because I have my own opinion about he might slap this you phrase. Oh, yes. He'll probably slap me. What does it say? That this is my body. This is my flesh. Drink of my blood. I mean, hey, the Catholic catechism on the, on the thing too, you will go to heaven because the Catholic catechism says that uh, anyone who does believe in... Uh, Jesus Christ and the essentials such as the Nicene Creed, which you obviously believe in, um, is going to go to heaven, whether they're Catholic, non-Catholic, or even Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox. Heresy! Burn them at the stake! Yeah, that was a used to until it was amended at Vatican II, where they said that Protestants were lost brothers, but they'd still go to heaven. So even if you get excommunicated, I'm pretty sure that if you repent and if you believe in the Nicene Creed, you will go to heaven. I try not to get in arguments with priests on that one. I mean, I appreciate much of the Catholic faith. However, there's some things that don't make sense to me, like you got some mortal sin. sin. Oh, mortal sin? Oh, that's a uh, pretty e- I, that's um, kind of easy to explain, actually. No, their def- definition is uh, abortion. Well, see, I understand killing, true. but being gay, then I'm going to hell, bro. Well, again. These are things that, you know, we're we're no longer the uneducated masses where the only one reading the Bible is the priesthood. Right. And in Latin. That's where the power was. That's where the power was. And they they use that to their advantage. So, it's no longer that time and age. Oh, yeah. But what is the three things that bind these three scriptures today? Well, obviously, the communion. Basically, take my bread and my... uh, Bread and my... Uh, bread in the form of my body and the blood 
and the wine in the form of my blood, and you will live. It's basically the keys to God's grace. Because, let's face it, we do not deserve grace after what we've done. Uh, for example, uh, me burning two, burning down two anthills with boiling water. I'm pretty sure Old Testament me, without that bread, without that holy bread, would probably burn in hell. However, with the communion, at least according to the Catholic traditions, you are saved by participating in that sacrament of God's kingdom on earth. Well, you have to repent. Yes, exactly. And the communion is part of that. It is efficacious because the Catholics believe that it literally changes how you think, for example. And I, for one, am willing to believe it as a matter of faith. Well, I think that Jesus knew how important it is. And it was previous. Um, the Jewish also... The Jewish pattern also was taking the breaking of bread as a sacred get-together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Breaking bread, getting together, having a family time, having the ability to um, commune with people that are like-minded. The Jews had that first. He's just saying, you should keep doing it. And anybody wonder why, because beer existed by, back then, and same with hard liquor, why, why wine? Uh, no, because the Levant beer um, was mostly seen as a barbarian drink too, a barbarian brew what? because the. <laughs> as I drink beer. <laughs> I mean, you are Filipino and non-Roman, so barbarian, barbarosh, booga booga, booga booga. Anyways, uh, wine. Uh, ever since the arrival of the Romans, and even possibly before that, wine was seen as a prestigious drink, something that all people should learn. Kind of like how the Greek language. Uh, Jesus and half the Israelites probably spoke it because it was such a prestigious language. Anything that's prestigious, people go after. So it's more refined. Yeah, it's more refined. Um, yeah, basically. <clears throat> How about the process? The process? What do you mean? The process of making the them? Making wine or making uh, Yeah, back then, beer was a lot different than we know it today. Basically... Uh, it was basically like a cold gruel except alcoholic because the first beers were gruel but left out to ferment and then they drink it through straw since it still had stuff floating in it. Ew. But apparently it was so good that people drank it. straws back then? Yeah, drank it together with reed straws. They collected around it just like b b breaking a bread and punctured the straws through it and began sipping from the same bowl. Curds. Yes. So, um, beer, beer is made out of this uh, just taking wheat or some rye or some plant-based material and letting it sit and rot. Yeah, and the first uh, version of that was gruel. But there was no breaking of, like, the grapes. You have to step on them. You have to break them. You have to break the grapes. Um, and that's kind of symbolic Breaking. breaking breaking the grapes so that it would flow out yeah kind of like how they nailed jesus the bread the, breaking his nail body jesus the cross because yeah. you don't really break body. wheat <laughs> break rye yeah i mean you could but the only thing it's, you break it's called shredding <laughs> yeah the only thing you break in you broke in beer back then was the crust as you punctured it with a reed straw other than that no crushing of like the grapes no crushing of the wheat cruelly it's just you know so that was part of the uh, symbolism of wine as well. But to red. Ian's point, um, what what things tend to uh, become legendary foods 
what causes something to become a legendary food? Beef jerky, uh, dry noodles. Well, it's a people's drink. First of all, it's cheap. It's um, easy to make. For example, like it was easy for pioneers to make to make um, beef jerky. Early forms of beef jerky. So why would you want to do it? To survive. survive. Armies. Oh yeah, it's salted and it's preserved for. And what does the wine have advantage over water? Doesn't spoil. Doesn't spoil. And even if it does, it just—it's still drinkable. You just taste bad. Germs can contaminate an entire jug and make the entire army sick. Yeah, but wine? Nah, alcohol kills it all. Yeah, the alcohol will prevent any germs from infesting. So if you, had a, if you had a dirty jug and you put wine in there, the likelihood that the wine would kill whatever was dirty and dirty in the jug. Yeah, Mesopotamians also learned that the Sumerians have records of beer being known as a sacred drink. There's even a goddess for beer. So my point is that it was legendary. Wine was legendary for the use of most everything around the world because in order for you to travel from one continent to the other... It was medicinal. To, yeah, it was medicinal. Like... You could have water, that's great, but in the, if you were going to travel a long way, it was best to carry some wine. Right. Even if you had to add it to your water. I just made a spaghetti shank. What? Spaghetti shank. Oh, I don't know. So. What did we talk about? This G- whole past back five minutes. Right Beer. <laughs> Bro. So, alcohol. So Jesus was. Beer's the man. alcohol, isn't it? Again, wine and manna, right? So. Bread, man does not live on bread alone. When you travel, especially in the Navy, right, in the olden days, they actually liked the maggots to be in there because it was part of the protein of the Navy. What like, the heck? It was like tequila. Did you eat it? No way. This is modern Navy, man. That oh. sailing Navy. Is that where they do that in tequila? The tequila was initially enacted in domesticality. But then they started doing it just out of... Oh, my spaghetti shank broke. But here's the thing, guys. Manna is a different type of bread. Manna is a bread that you could bring for long travels. Manna would keep you alive when most certainly just normal bread would kill you. Because it didn't last. It only lasted a day. Yeah. But manna was provided daily. Right. That's why they didn't have to save it. Right. Because if they tried to save bread... It would mold. It would not last. So manna is more of the... Uh, well, it was like reliance on God. Reliance. Give, give us the al- daily bread. But weren't they allowed, not allowed to save the manna? Yeah, that's no. what they just said. Yeah, just throw it away. They tried to, and then it would mold. It would rot. What you needed to do was just trust that God was going to bring more manna tomorrow. And then they complained about no meat. What happened then? Quail. More quail than they ever then wanted. They Where's the beef? Is what they yeah, and they complained about quail. Where's the pork? Where's the back in Egypt? We'd be eating cow. Where's the pork? Oh wait. Yeah, we'd be dry. We'd be dying like flies, but we'd be eating cow. Yeah. So again, there's a couple of things I wanted to mention. One is all the things that tie together is our daily bread. Jesus is our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread, Uh which was more important than what in the Lord's prayer. What's the next slide? Forgiveness of trespasses. It was more important than the forgiveness of sin. Yeah, so we should probably start doing that again. Give us this. Uh, 
So he was saying, look, man, I know you need to be sustained. So pray for daily bread first. And then we'll worry about sin after you're still alive. Right. <laughs> so that's the first thing I wanted to mention. The second thing I wanted to mention was you you, you already hit the nail on the head on the um, whole wine thing. Because wine is better than water. Yeah. Wine is better than water. Although in the parable with the Samaritan woman, he says, I've got water that will never make you thirsty again. Right? Mm-hmm. But again, it's, it's, it's one of those... Living water. Living water. And actually, wine is living water. It's actually the, uh, the yeast that makes it happen. Yeah, and then the yeast die so that the wine can... Uh, that one dehydrates you. Preserves, yeah. The yeah. alcohol preserves it. Yeah, and then the alcohol kills any invading bacteria that might try to infest the drug. Is wine dehydrating? No. It can certain be. Any, certain variants, but alcohol. most ancient variants actually only had a volume of only of like 2%. Yeah, just enough to kill the germs. Yeah. So what you have is, of course, one, the daily bread. And then the other one, these combined scriptures, is you need him on a daily basis. Uh-huh. Every time I wake up in the morning, I pray to our Father. I know you guys have it repetitive in your head to the point where you say it. You don't even remember what you just prayed. Yeah. But try to slow it down. Even though, you know, holy be thy name, which means you're the only one. Hallowed. Holy, hallowed, same. Yeah. You're the only one with that position. And give us this day our daily bread, obviously, give, keep us alive, forgive us of our sins. We'll worry about those sins, knowing that we're going to be alive tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? And forgive others as you would have God forgive you. You need to forgive even those bullies that have made you... Bitter? Yeah. Angry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Bye.